0: Praise God, brothers and sisters in the Lord and fellow ministers! This morning, I'm going to minister on the grave responsibility of reproducing ministry. In simple terms, what I'm aiming at is that we come to an understanding as men of God, chosen by God, that God has laid upon you and I a grave responsibility of reproducing after our own kind. I'm saying this, that we have to reproduce our ministries. And the title of my teaching this morning is The Grave Responsibility of Reproducing Ministry. And what I will be speaking on now is but the preamble. And may I add, it's very personal. It deals a lot with my own personal relationship with the Lord And the developing of my ministry. Let's pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we stand before you simply because you love us. We were once far removed from your presence, but we thank you for your love which drew us unto yourself. Thank you that we washed in the blood. We are now citizens of the household of God, and more than God, more than that God, You had us discipled by men of God and Father even trained by other men of God. And we stand as ascended gifts this morning, ready to impart that God, the body of Christ, be edified and perfected. And above all, even as we minister, that God, you be glorified. So bless us and use us for your praise and glory. And we pray it all in King Jesus' name with much thanksgiving. Many modern-day ascended-gifted ministers excel in their ministries. They are usually great orators. They never ever fail for the want of words and because of their great oratory, they are able to paint vivid pictures in the minds of the audience. These great orators are sought after to speak at large seminars and conferences they usually have a great, great following. The sad thing of many of these great ministers is when they die, their ministries die with them. Many modern, outstanding and gifted ministers fail to understand that their legacy left to the church is not so much their audios, videos and books Though these are priceless, the greatest legacy that they can bequeath to the body of Christ is their spiritual sons and daughters that they have raised up for the ministry. The Word of God encourages the leadership of the body of Christ, not just to concentrate on preaching and instruction, but also the raising of sons and daughters for the ministry. Hear what Paul has to say about this. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I want to reiterate that. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, and the New King James Version. Paul, the most prolific apostle, sets forth a wonderful example for our modern day ascended gifted ministers. To this very day, theologians debate whether or not Paul was married. Be it that he was married, then surely he, he would have had sons and daughters. Be it that he was not married, married, then being the godly man that he was, he would not have fathered any children. However, when we read his epistles, he speaks of two sons. These sons are the spiritual sons of Paul. These two young men were Paul's prodigies. Note the word. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith. Grace and mercy and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. First Timothy chapter one, verse two. This charge I commit unto thee, Son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. 1 Timothy 1:18. To Timothy, My dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Timothy 1.2 To Titus, mine own son after the common faith. Grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. Titus 1 verse 4 Paul chooses His words wisely to give the modern day church an indelible lesson on the importance of raising up spiritual sons for the ministries. Let's reconsider those verses and I'll, I'll highlight what Paul speaks on sons. My son in the faith, son, my dear beloved son, and my own son after the common faith. Great spiritual fathers raised up great spiritual sons. Moses raised Joshua. Elijah raised Elisha. Jesus raised 12 apostles. And Paul raised Timothy and Titus. Joshua in many a way echoed the voice and teachings of Moses. Elijah had a double portion of Elijah's miraculous power. The apostles echoed the voice and teachings of Jesus. Timothy and Titus had the heart of Paul, for they loved the unloved and the discarded. In my early years of ministry, I purposed to be a great orator that would excel in expressing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I envisioned myself ministering throughout the world Becoming a well sought after public speaker. As the years went by, I realized that being a sought after orator was not the ultimate will of God for my life and ministry, though I had ministered in several countries by that time. There was that which far superseded oratory and recognition by my peers and by the body of Christ. Through trials, tribulations, and failures in my ministry, I soon discovered God's purpose for my life and my ministry. It was to reproduce my ministry in others. God, through His divine call and enablement, wanted me to multiply my voice and not my popularity. And to do this, I had to seek out my spiritual sons and train and equip them For the ministry at first i wrestled with this revelation from god i wanted to be a famous preacher and be it that i had to invest in other saints of god's ministries i felt i would never ever be that great orator of the gospel that would travel the world preaching the gospel of jesus christ as i persisted with developing my own ministry the work of God at times became very insipidness. insipid. Through this insipidness, I soon discovered the reason why I was no more enjoying the ministry. I was selfish. Three people were prominent in my life, and that being me, myself, and I. I cried to the Lord to restore the joy I once had in preaching his holy word. God wonderfully answered my heart's cry, and by his wonderful grace I began to see others more important than myself. God's word through the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit began unveiling precious truth of the word of the word, of how I could be the leader that God had called me to be. Note the scripture. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. In the early years of my ministry, I could not comprehend how preaching and leadership go hand in glove. I always wanted to be a preacher, and yet God had called me to be a leader of men as well. As I submitted to the Lord, God wonderfully opened the Word of God to me. I began to study the great leaders and preachers of the Bible. To my amazement, I saw how God held nothing back concerning these great men of God. Their strengths and weaknesses were as an open book to me. Absolutely nothing was withheld concerning these men. Their triumphs and their failures were openly disclosed, and I soon realized why God purposely had done this. It was for my benefit and for the benefit of all those who God would place under my care for the development of their ministries. I was to emulate their strength and discard their weaknesses. In no way was I to impart to those under my care my own weaknesses and even the weaknesses of God's Bible characters. God supernaturally opened the door of ministry that propelled my leadership qualities. For three and a half years, I taught at a renowned Bible college. Whilst ministering there, I saw the effect that I had upon the developing of ministries in other people. I soon discovered the difference between preaching and leadership. Note this very carefully. Preachers will have an audience, but leaders will have a following. An audience is here today, but gone tomorrow. A leader has a following. Where he goes, the followers follow, and they never move on until the day they are released into their own ministries. It is the purpose of this writing to influence God's anointed, ascended, gifted ministries to see and understand their role as spiritual fathers, mentors, and leaders. We have to realize that we are not just building the church of our day. We are building the church of tomorrow. And we must, by the grace of God, make concerted and concentrated efforts to train the leaders for the church of tomorrow. I've shared my heart with you. But one more thing I want to deposit in your spirit. And that is an acronym for Father. F-A-T-H-E-R Fathers always teach heaven's eternal righteousness. I believe that God has called you to perfect the saints of God for the ministry that they in turn might equip the body of Christ. Start looking out for your sons and daughters and set them aside unto yourself and deposit your life and ministry in them. And if you do that, the church of Christ will have a great future. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Amen. Hallelujah.